and welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from West Pro Mediation, along with Tracy Miller from Miller Law and Mediation. I'm a mediator. Tracy's a lawyer and a mediator. Is there anything that you are not, Tracy? <laughs> well, yeah, there's a whole lot of things I'm not, but... <laughs> Good, yeah. good to be with you again. Um, we're here. It's just after the holidays, and people listening are saying, okay, I held in for the sake of the kids through the lead up to the holidays and through the holidays, and now what? Because <laughs> I want my vindication, and I want to get through. I want to get this separation going, and I want it over with in 10 minutes. Oh, my God. If I had... Yeah, if I had kept track of every time I hear that, I just want this done. I just want this over with. And you think, okay, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think Family Law, we did a podcast on that, Jamie, I think about. Yeah. It, it is seasonal in some respects, right? Yeah, we're heading right into uh, separation and divorce season as we speak. And the, the post-holiday time period, say from, well, let, let's say from the very end, well, let's say from New Year's Day, January the 1st, through to about mid-February or maybe even March, that's the time, um, because I think to a lot of people, emotionally, it feels like the safest time to launch the proceedings, if you will. Um, and hopefully those aren't um, uh, litigation proceedings, but hopefully an attempt to settle matters without litigation, you know, but it, but that's yeah. the season, right? Yeah, and I think it's um, people want to stay together over the holidays. They don't want the kids and the family and everybody disrupted, so... Um, a lot of stuff goes on hiatus over the holidays, and then when they get to January, they okay, away we go. Or when you get to the summer, um, when you get close into spring, people want to make sure that if the house is going to be sold, it's after school's out. The That's kids right. are before they're back in school, right? So there's a couple of points in time where people just are in a position to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that, that window is there uh, in the winter uh, months here in Canada uh, to... Um, to do that and you know, like you said it's all about timing and holiday time is is always full of crazy family dynamics at the mm. best of times um with families that are intending to remain intact and continue it's it's you know it's not the uh it's not always the whole norman rockwell courier and ives <laughs> images uh for sure so so that brings us sort of to today's question is now what where do you where do you think people should start or begin um, when it comes to this? Like, is the first step to get legal advice? Is the first step to uh, do your own personal research? Is the first step to ensure your self-care? What is it? Oh, wow. Well, I know it's tough, right? Geez. It could be any of those. <laughs> yeah, Over to I you, think, Tracy. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I think people need to understand from the get-go this is a process. This is a process. This is going to take a while. And, you know, I, my antenna always go up when people come in and go, yep, we sat down at the kitchen table because she told me she was leaving and we just hammered it all out. Bad idea. Uh, because it is, you're making some major life decisions here and you may be making decisions that are going to affect your kids. So I think, yeah, getting advice um, early on is a really good idea. I don't care if you sit down with somebody for an hour because you can see when you do this type of work, people can be in a bit of a haze initially. They don't really want to be separated. Some people just have no clue where they're what they're going to do. And it's not uncommon for them to come in for some preliminary, you know, an hour just to kind of go over how this process works and some of their issues. 
Um, a lot of people will do it and then you'll see them several months later when it's all become clear and they've decided to kind of pull the trigger. Yeah, online research, uh, be careful. But yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. The more in information you have, the better off you're going to be in terms of making decisions. And the other thing is self-care, yeah, it needs to start from the beginning. I think anyway, what are your supports? This is going to be a really stressful time for you. Um, and you've said that before. We think we both said it. Get some counseling, get some support, not just, you know, a friend that's been through it. I mean, that's usually no disrespect intended, but that's usually in fact, not going to be sufficient, right? In fact, I'm going to say as, a, as a, a mediator that the very first thing that people should do is secure professional emotional help, some form mm -hmm. of professional that you can go to uh, and, and speak with in a safe environment. The very first thing, in my view, that people should do is check their emotions, even before they go to a lawyer's office. Just go talk to somebody, perhaps somebody who maybe is well-versed in, in um, uh, you know, situations of separation and divorce therapy, um, those types of things, and sit down with that person and start to work on uh, your emotions around it, um, at least for a couple of sessions. Yeah. Just, just, to, just to kind of vent, um, air out what you're feeling, uh, get the professional's view on how best you can cope with that. Because, you know, if you've got kids involved, if, if you begin to fill your fuel tank with healthy stuff mentally at the very start, before even any announcements or declarations have been made, then you're going to be better prepared to deal with the emotions that your children are going to have around the whole thing even the emotions your ex is going to have around the whole thing i just think that that is a tremendous investment and people often don't think that the first thing they think of is i got i got a lawyer up lawyer up yeah and i think people think they don't need it right i mean they don't i don't oh, think a lot of clients do. Right. Appre appreciate that this is probably the most stressful thing you're ever going to go through For so sure. you, you need to make sure in a lot of respects you're grounded and you're making a decision that you're not going to look back on and go, oh, my God, I didn't know what I was doing and what the hell did I just agree to? Uh, because then it's harder to, to correct mistakes. It's harder to correct bad decisions, I think, from, from a legal perspective, than if you had got all the information and sat down and made a very reasoned decision uh, before you did anything. And quite often, that's not going to be when somebody said, I'm leaving you. I've always wanted to leave you. And this is way too common. I should have left you five years ago. Mm. How about we sit down and save on all the legals and the expenses and we'll just hammer it out right now? Like, why in God's name do you think that's a good idea? And it's not because I'm trying to ring up legal fees, but think it through. Like, why would that be a good idea for anybody? Right. And you, t you touched on something there. There's always There's always that old myth about lawyers at the beginning too yeah. which is the only people that win in these things are the lawyers that well there's yeah. some there's some there's some truth to that but the fact is and i i've got this right on my website uh westpromediation.com uh i've got a word about lawyers and i mm -hmm. say right on there that in my experience lawyers are not a bunch of money grubbers who want to keep the fight alive uh they want they want to get things settled they are not starving for clients yeah, yeah. They, they, they there's more people ringing the phone than they can handle so so you, you got to stop that way of thinking um and but, i've had a couple of people come in recently that 
in the last year that have got agreements that they're looking at and going, oh man, or do the kitchen table agreement. Right. And come in and then they've got it signed and you just look at it and go, okay, did you have, did you understand, did you have all the information about what you were entitled to, um, what your, the possibilities were about what you could get or how child support worked or, you know, that custody is not even a word anymore, that what you agreed right. to is unenforceable. You should like, have you got, had any information before you decided to sign on the dotted line that somebody printed off a, you right. know, a DIY off the internet, and I'm sounding way too opinionated on this, but for God's sakes, it's all your the money you're making and your property and your kids. This is not a DIY that you printed off the internet. Yeah, from 1982. No, yeah, the, <laughs> the wrong country with the wrong words. With, <laughs> right. with yeah, with terms that don't even exist here. Yeah, right. exactly. Or exactly. you know, as and we've we've said in other episodes, you know, you, you don't take. You don't take legal advice from your mechanic or from your hairdresser, you, you know, and I, I would say to people in mediation, um, it, you know, the, one of the key tenets of a mediation process is I'm constantly saying, you know, I advise you to seek independent legal advice because people even think that like you, you're talking about kitchen table agreements written on napkins and stuff. Yeah. People, people even think that the mediation process is a, a process that completely avoids lawyers in court. Well, it doesn't avoid court because whatever is agreed to in mediation has to be turned into a, a legal separation agreement that gets stamped by the court. It has to meet the court's approval. Um, and I think it's inherently yeah. a recognition of the significance of the issues that you're deciding. And if you want a settlement to stand up, you've got to have, uh, you've got to follow the rules, right? And the kind of basically is you need disclosure. So you knew what you were given away. You knew what you were, the, all the pieces of the puzzle were sitting in front of you. You can decide whatever you like. Um, and the other thing is somebody had legal that said, okay, did you know this is what you could get here, or I think you could do better here, there. If you want to say no, I don't want it, up to you. Uh, but right, then, if, right. then if somebody five years later looks at the agreement, you're not going to be saying, well, geez, I wish I had known I could ask for the tax return. Yeah, I you didn't. shouldn't be hastily signing things no. because you just want things over and done with. You, you've really got to look, <laughs> look down the road. And it comes back to my original point, which is we do these things because we're full of mixed and uh, emotions or upset or insecurity fear that's all mental stuff and emotional stuff that if we deal with that early we start to get a grip on that early we have a better chance again of making better decisions more informed decisions right and and working through processes in a in a in a better way that aren't completely laced with I don't know, anger and fear and that kind of thing that we see oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, bad bad place to make any decision from is guilt, fear, or anger. I mean, I think that they you're just probably going to make a decision that you're going to regret. And I think the other thing is, I think people need to have the time and space, like you just said, to work through it. This is good. This is a really kind of a, you know, a really difficult, possibly traumatic time in your life. You need to give yourself some grace here and have some time and space to kind of put yourself in a position where you've worked through some of the emotions, right? It's not out of yeah fear or you're just angry or that's why I made the decision. That's that's not good. Well, I, and I say to people in, in my practice, uh, I'll say, you know, take if, if, you know, in terms of first steps, now what? Take an inventory of who in your life uh, is, you know, a, a supportive 
confidant, for example. Like, look look around. Not, not everybody has the benefit of having, A, a friend like that or a lot of friends like that. Some people do. But stop and think about it for an afternoon, you know? Go into mm-hmm. a quiet room and start thinking about who's in my life? Who are my friends? Who are my family members? And I think there can be a very big difference in somebody trying to be supportive and somebody being objective and, and telling you. Oh, yes. You know what That's I mean? That's why I, mean, I want I think, the inventory to be done, because you got to oh, sort totally. that out. Because, because you not op- all advice you get from them is going to be helpful. Sorry to cut you off. Go no, ahead. no, exactly. You often get family members that go, you know, I always knew she was trouble and you shouldn't have. Yeah, so I think this is what you should get. As soon as that's who your support is, that's a bad thing, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, it, you know, again, it may not be the best idea to go to your your mother or your father Not the, for advice yeah. you, you know or to or because if they start saying you know i always thought he was a bum or she was a bum exactly or right whatever good standard there, there's yeah. just no benefit to you from from that because now they're they're not prepared to help you they're spewing their own stuff onto you and they may think that they're helping you, and there may be days they can that go you want to. Wanna, therapy. Yeah. yeah, you want to sit down with somebody and say, you know, go off about the situation. That's fine, but you need to be careful about somebody that's giving you advice on what they think process-wise or how to proceed is a good idea, because they Mm-mm. may simply not yeah. know, right? No, and they also may be we're human beings and they may may also think that they need to give you an answer that you're depending on them for something so because they don't have any skin in the immediate game they'll give you an answer or an opinion that's not a a, a very good one i mean yeah and they may be very upset too watching you go through this and going oh my god how could she or he do this to you and you think that's where you really need if it's a counselor get a lawyer get an accountant get somebody who's one step removed from your situation to kind of hear what's going on and maybe give you a little bit more of an objective idea of what's going on. Because, um, I mean, it's like when people come in and, and, you know, go, well, there isn't a court in the land that would ever give him that because of the way he acted. I thought, okay, well, you, you don't have know no that. idea what you're talking about, right? Yeah. None. Yeah. 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 You that, that's one thing that's guaranteed in, um, you know, in a litigation process is you, you will have surprises all the way along. <laughs> All the way along, good ones and bad ones. Yeah, a lot yeah. of bad, a lot of bad ones actually, because you know you've decided how it's going to. Anyway, no, and and the other, you know, the other thing about you, you said it. Try to stick around, stay around people who can be a little more, um, a little more neutral, a little more detached, uh, because they'll be more valuable to you. And and I've I've found that most of the time it's not the people closest to us. It's not our parents. It's not our siblings that that can give us what we need. It's usually our friends. And so, what you'll also find, I'm going to just say this, you're going to find out who your friends really are at a time like this in your life. And you'll probably be pleasantly surprised at the people Im- who emerge as really great friends and confidence and supports in the thing. I know I, I was. It's probably like when you go through anything that's traumatic, right? You find out, um, who the people are that are a little bit steadier in terms of relying on and a little more dependable than the ones that aren't. And, you know, it's not necessarily the people that go, oh, my God, I know what this is about, and then go on to explain how they got screwed in the system. And, and you think those people are not helpful. 
to you. Right. I don't think anyway, right? The ones that want to tell you these big, horrible war stories and scare the hell out of you, uh, right? I mean, what help is that? None. So in my view, I don't know whether you and I can agree on this, but if, if we're saying it's after the holidays are going to get going, now what? What do I do first? I'm going to throw this out and just say maybe the first thing to do, especially where there's any doubts, is to do nothing but think. Stop and really take some deep breaths afford yourself a little more time than you think your anxiety is telling you you need and think it through really not not whether you want to separate but think about the things that you're feeling and get that help first and sort that out and get a little bit of a base of strength emotionally and then start going down these other roads because whatever process you choose they're all going to be way lengthier than you have planned for in your mind. So it's not going to hurt you to spend a couple of days quietly doing some serious thinking about your emotions and your feelings and so on and so forth, and then going that route. I think the only caveat I would have to that is there certainly are people that are in high risk or dangerous situations, right? And Excellent if that, point. If that's the case, you need to get off it and go and talk yep. to a lawyer if you think you're Absolutely. in that situation. Um, so I think that would be the one caveat. But I think, yeah, people need to take the time and space to um, figure out what they want to do moving forward. And if the words in your head are, I just want to get this over with, you need to stop. You need to stop and talk to somebody and figure out what a game plan is and how you move forward. And I think in this type of work, sometimes the biggest help you're going to be to people is find a way forward for them, right? Find some way you can move this in a positive direction and move it forward. Because I think people just want to know that they're moving towards a resolution and they're not just in a downward spiral. Right. Okay. It's disclaimer time. And I'm going to read it this week. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Put I'm watching. My, put I'm on my notes. big announcer voice. Here we go. This podcast is for general information purposes only. This is not intended to provide you with legal, accounting, counseling, or therapeutic advice. Every case is different. You need to get your advice from your own lawyer, accountant, and therapist who knows the particular facts of your situation. Tracy, how do people get a hold of you if they would like to make contact? And I'm sure they want to, so lay it on them. <laughs> It's Miller Law and Mediation. Um, you can find me on the web. And I have my son who's just redesigning the website. So shout out to Griffin. And <laughs> Excellent. Um, it's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca if you want to email me. Fantastic. And you can reach me, Jamie West, jwest at westpromediation.com. And check out the website as well. There's a link back to our uh, podcast. And there's some resources on, uh, on my website as well that uh, you can check out, including uh, the Law Society of, uh, of Ontario and the uh, government websites that may be able to provide you with some information as well. As always, it's been wonderful. Let's do it again real soon. Absolutely. All right, take care. Bye for now. See you later.